Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. Looking a little bit different tonight. Chev got a new place, so he's busy moving right now. Might not have internet yet, so we're going to welcome in Maddie Big Chest. Maddie, how are we doing tonight? We're living the dream, man. Just uh, one day at a time here. We're uh, ready to talk about some some fantastic running backs, and uh, I'm excited. All right, good. Good to have you back as always. And uh, just a friendly reminder, if you ever need any graphics done or if you need an amazing MFL page, Maddie is the guy to talk to. Um, he's created a lot of stuff for the Dynasty Rewind. It's always excellent work, and it is done very, very quickly, I will say. Um, you know, I've had a lot of things designed since starting a podcast, and Maddie is by far the best person I've worked with. And that's no offense towards anybody else, no offense towards Gretchen, who made our uh, our famous logo back here but uh, maddie gets everything done really really fast so you will not be disappointed if you need something done speaking of never being disappointed we got pork man in the house he's always bringing them greasy takes how are we doing tonight pork i'm doing great i'm just going by what maddie said one day at a time yesterday i'm tired as freaking snow so i'm glad it was like a nice day out so i can be back talking rookies with you guys that's right. That's what we like to hear. And uh, we are also going to welcome in the head of our Debbie department. We got Nate Christian. How you doing, Nate? I am doing pretty good. Um, I just want to say, if you're looking at me and you think I look like Two-Face because my eyes messed up, it's because I got the COVID vaccine and I got the second shot and it just absolutely wrecked my eye. Um, so don't worry. I don't have sty. I don't have pink eye. I'm just just safe from the COVID now. All right. Well, if your eyes are a little swollen, just uh, take a washcloth and get some nice warm water on there and rest it on your eye. That will help. Um, that's what I always do. So before we get into it, just want to remind everybody to head over to our good friends over at DynastyOwner.com. We got leagues forming now. Plenty of great stuff going on. And it is the only place that you can play fantasy football, just like in the real NFL. They got a salary cap. It is fantastic. And hey, we won our division last year, although I cannot take credit for it. That was all the other guys on the crew. They did a fantastic job, just like they do a great job with everything else. So head on over there. We're going to talk about some other great things that we have going on later. But until then, let's get into some running backs. And I don't know how much we need to talk about this. He's most people's consensus running back one, although I think I've seen some other guys slide up there and, you know, 
The next show is going to be really important. These two running back shows, the first two that we have are going to be extremely important this year, in my opinion. But we are going to talk first about Najee Harris from Alabama. He is a massive six foot two, two 230 pounds. And in four years at Alabama, he played in 51 games. He had 638 attempts for 3,843 yards. He averaged six yards a carry, 46 touchdowns, and he can do it all. 80 receptions, 781 yards, 11 touchdowns, averaging 9.8 yards per reception. So Najee Harris just, it's almost criminal to be that big, yet that fast. Mm -hmm. The lateral agility that this guy has, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's insane. I watch film. I am super impressed, but I'll tell you what, Pork, we're going to kick it off with you on Najee Harris. And before you talk about him, is he your running back one? Uh, As of right now, he is. Okay. I mean, like we were talking earlier, I saw some things on Twitter. How it was a little bit of an underwhelming class, <clears throat> but I mean, you go find some gems out there. But for Najee, I mean, it is like you said, it is really criminal. Somebody that big, a six foot three, two hundred and thirty pounds, who can catch the ball like that out of the backfield. Um, he can jump over you and still keep stride and run. It's like kind of disrespectful. Um, his vision to me is probably also top notch as well. Um, for as big as he is. The only thing that bothers me a little bit is that uh, he does run a little high, so I don't want him to get popped on the next level. But he does have that strength to get through to get through and break some tackles. But you know, it, the guys that do get a little bit bigger in the league. Um, and the only thing is to me is don't get a little bit jaded with Najee Harris because he did play for Alabama. That offensive line is, you know, top notch. So I mean, everybody seems like they can go back there and run for a, a thousand yards and and kill everybody but you know just be aware there was trent richardson uh mark ingram he was you know he was a good back but he wasn't like one of those guys that's you know that was killing everybody um bo scarborough remember him he was big and but he was slow as crap so that was a different story but at the end of the day Najee harris 101 for me and you know the guys that we're going to be talking about later um in the month or next month is going to be close by as well Got a question for you guys before we move on. <clears throat> well, obviously, you're all going to get a chance to talk about him. I saw a tweet today that somebody was likening um, Alabama wide receivers to a pyramid scheme because, you know, this guy keeps this guy off the field and then so on, so on. Mm-hmm. So I think it's safe to say we could almost apply that. First of all, it's not true. Alabama just knows how to recruit top-tier talent. These guys are all fantastic. We could almost apply that, in theory, to Najee Harris. Here's why. Well, if he's so good... Why did Sony Michelle and Damian Harris keep him off the field? Because they're really good too. Just because they're not very good pros doesn't mean that they weren't good collegiate players. Nate, you, you have- got the right name with Damian Harris there. Sony, Sony Michelle was Georgia. Georgia. My bad. You're thinking Josh Jacobs. I'm thinking Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. My apologies. Okay. Um, so these guys and Josh Jacobs is great. My apologies. Again, long day. But these guys were great. Jacobs were kind of, you know, some people are faltering on him. I'll still take him on my team. That being said, you get to the next level. Everybody was the best player at high school, college, blah, blah, blah. So these guys were all fantastic college players. It doesn't always transition to the NFL. It's just not how it's going to work. Najee Harris, he's a different animal, man. Maddie, what are your thoughts? He isn't particularly fast, so I think that the Henry comparison is a little dumb, but he is big. 
He's got good vision, and he's he's really skilled for his size, especially with his hands. So I like Najee Harris. In my opinion, he's a safer pick than Travis Etienne due to his vision. I mean, both are a little bit below last year's crop of running backs, but they're light years ahead of the rest of this class besides Javante Williams, in my opinion. Um, Najee Harris did run a four four five forty. Oof. So if he runs that again, which hey, pro days are gonna look ridiculous this year. Don't take any of the measurables as real life. I mean, you're gonna guys, you're gonna have somebody out here this year break, you know, the record. You're gonna someone's gonna break John Ross's record, but it's gonna be unofficial. Um, real quick, I do want to say uh, Derrick Henry's time is four five four. So uh, he's a lot from faster what I, than that on the field. What I see yeah. on tape, I mean, I see Najee running a high four four, low four five. I don't, I don't see him doing too much more than that. He's got much at his size is incredible. Just like how Derrick Henry at his size is incredible to run that fast. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really like the Najee Harris to Derrick Henry comparisons. The two very different players. Um, Najee Harris is a much, much better receiver out of the backfield. But. Um, in comparison to last year's class, I do want to say last year before Najee decided to come back to Alabama, he was my RB3 behind Jonathan Taylor and J.K. Dobbins. Um, with his current grade right now in comparison to last year's grade for the other players, he would be second behind only Jonathan Taylor. He's now graded higher than J.K. Dobbins after this final season. He just is the complete all-around back. He's a guy who can play all three downs. He's good in pass protection. He's good receiving the ball. And then he's one of the best actually running the ball between the tackles. He has enough speed and acceleration to get outside, beat the defenders to the edge. He doesn't have that um, like home run speed where he can finish the 60, 70 yard runs. Um, those faster cornerbacks and safeties are going to catch up to him. Mm-hmm. But you know he's going to create chunk plays regularly. He has incredible contact balance. He runs through people. I mean, some of the highlights he had this year were just you know out of this world. So. Najee is definitely my 101. He's in a tier of his own with my rankings. Um, it's him and then all the other running backs. Yeah, I mean, it, he looks – he's just NFL ready. The only knock I have on him really is it doesn't seem like he's super interested in pass protection at times. But, um, you know, if you're spending – if a team's spending high draft capital, they're going to fix that real quick. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I did see that too, Mike. It seemed like he was just – he had his body he was just getting in the way. He seemed like he was just engaging so much. Right? And he's big enough that if he just gets in the way, it works most of the time. Exactly. You know? Especially. You know, oh, go ahead, Nate. Sorry. He's not like a you know five foot eight, one hundred and eighty pound guy. I mean, if he gets in your way, he's you're going to be slowed down he's, quite a bit. He's yeah. in the way, right? Yeah. Especially when you consider that the league is transitioning to more mobile quarterbacks. So really, you just need to get somebody out of the way. Uh, for a few seconds so we do have some you know uh well linda is disagreeing with us chuba hubbard 101 fight me later um <laughs> no <laughs> sorry linda i love you but chuba hubbard i see the not- upside but yeah also um you guys were saying that he does stand pork you were saying he stands a little straight up when he runs so does adrian peterson he's still in the nfl so that is going to be my he's a cyborg he's different yeah, he definitely is different, man. I would not want to get run over by Adrian Peterson. All right, so since there's not as much to talk about Najee because he's just, you know, our consensus 101, except for Maddie, who's all about the the age. No, no, no. Which I, which I understand. Najee. Hey, I understand the age thing. Wait. I still uh, have Najee as my 101. 
Okay. okay. It's, Nate, my dynasty rankings were posted. Is he still your 101, Nate? Oh, yeah. He's my 101. I just want to say, look, dynasty owner, I did something on Javante Williams this week, and they posted Javante Williams RB1 question mark. I had never said that Javante Williams is my <laughs> RB1. I just want to say that. I had some people quote tweeting that or replying to that saying, nah, there's no way. It's got to be Najee. I'm like, I agree. I do not make the post for Dynasty Owner. I love Dynasty Owner, but don't put that evil on me. That's like the Hakeem Butler uh, thread that we saw this week is Hakeem Butler, the next Darren Waller. And then it was like, <laughs> yeah. yes, he is. And then at the end, it was like, no, he is not. Do not listen to this tweet. And then everyone was quote tweeting, what the heck? And it was uh, like, nah, read it. You got to read the article. I mean, Javante exactly. Williams has all the upside in the world. We'll get to that later. Yeah, but, uh, Najee is the number one for sure. I was going to ask you about that next week. So next week we're going to be talking about the uh, the duo of uh, UNC backs, and we will also be talking about. I guess I'll tell everyone now what to look forward to. We'll be talking about Trey Sermon. Um, you could just turn it off at that point because boring. Um, but that uh, being said, I hurt. Yeah, I'm look. Here's the thing. He only played at Ohio State for one year, so he's more of an Oklahoma guy than an Ohio State guy. You know what I mean? So. If we want to talk about boring, let's go ahead to the next running back. Okay, we're going to talk about the consensus running back one in my heart. Um, we're going to talk about Kylan Hill from Mississippi State. He is five foot 230 pounds. So four years, he played 40 games, 452 attempts. Right. What's the weight you said? What's the uh, weight? Two, yeah. 230 is what I have him as. Well, I have him at 215. Not 230, yeah. I could be wrong. I have him at 5'11", 215. 215. All 215. right. So 5'11", 215 <laughs> it is. I stand corrected. Uh, where was I? So 2,535 rushing yards. He averaged 5.6 yards per carry, 16 rushing touchdowns, 67 receptions for 631 yards. He averaged 9.4 yards per reception. And six touchdowns. I will say, if you look at it, his stats are going to be a little deceptive for this season. He came back, showed that he could play, you know, be a better receiver in Mike Leach's air raid offense. And then he did opt out the rest of the season. The one thing I would like to say about Kylan Hill is he just he's a fantastic human being. Now, this doesn't go into where I rank him in, in Dynasty, but um, he did kind of lead the charge for getting the Confederate flag removed from the Mississippi state flag uh, through a series of tweets. And he, he did a fantastic job of that. So, you know, a lot of people just talk. He put his money where his mouth was. And he, there was a lot of people saying he could have risked his NFL career doing it, but I mean, he, he stood up for what he believes in. That does mean a lot to me again, not for fantasy, but just how I view him as a man. Um, since I'm what would be known as a Kylan Hill stan, um, I'm going to go first and talk to people why I love him so much. So the key of fades defenders well in the open field. However, early in his career, he was a victim of poor offensive line play and poor quarterback play. He's aggressive. He doesn't go down easy. Good acceleration and footwork. Runs very good between the tackles. He's a strong, strong running back. Great stiff arm. Um, great vision. Doesn't need a huge hole. He can make it happen. Decent pass pro, and he's much improved as a receiver coming back and playing for Mike Leach for those three games. And look at this, three games, 23 receptions, 237 yards, and one touchdown. So that is pretty impressive. But um, I'll tell you what, Pork, I think you like Kylan Hill a little bit, but let's go to somebody who wants to disagree with me. Nate has a nice big old smile on his face. We're going to kick it over to him. Nate, what do you think? All right. So I'm going to throw some cold water on the Kylan Hill. The way you said, all right, I knew that this was going to be good. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to throw some cold water on the Kylan Hill uh, hype train here. 
Um, so he graded out in my system the same as Anthony McFarland did last year. And uh, I'm not going to say that's necessarily a bad thing, but it's not necessarily a good thing either. Um, I was impressed with his athletic ability. I think his athletic ability is above average. But other than that, I thought everything he did was solid, average, not great. Um, I think he's a little bit too hesitant behind the line of scrimmage. I think his vision is okay. I think it works. Um, I think his size, despite weighing 215 pounds, he doesn't play to that size in my my viewpoint. I don't think he plays up to that. I think he plays like he's 190 pounds. He plays a bit more like a scat back in my opinion. Um, and I think, yes, I mean, he has some good reception numbers this year because of the Mike uh, Leach offense. But when, when I saw on tape, I think this is where, for me at least, you know, there's a big discrepancy between the stats and the tape. He didn't look like a natural pass catcher to me, even though he was getting funnel passes in that offense. He didn't look like a natural pass catcher to me. I didn't think he transitioned well from the catch to running after the catch. Um, he he kind of grades out as just a serviceable starter to me. You know, nothing special. Ouch. What what did you say? Ouch. Serviceable starter. Um, he's a guy I believe could step in for a game or two and, you know, put up dec- like decent numbers. You know, I think he could be when he's called upon uh, RB2, high RB3 probably. But I don't, in my mind, see him as a three-down back in the next level. I don't see him taking on a lead role. I think he could be a valuable part of a committee, taking like 30 to 40% of snaps. But uh, I just I just don't see anything that he shows as extraordinary. I think he's limited. But that's just my opinion. That's what I love about this show. I love I love that Mike has this guy ranked above Travis Etienne. Um, <laughs> if other g- people on Twitter had that, I'd be like, wow, that guy doesn't know how to watch film. But because it's Mike, I'm like, Mike knows something. And I don't know what it is. And I hate to be someone who doesn't know it. But Mike knows something. I believe that Mike knows something I don't. Well, we'll watch oh. film together, and I'll show you what I see. And I did catch some heat for that tweet where I didn't yeah, did. follow me on Twitter. You you might have seen it. Um, probably my most liked and interacted with tweet ever. Um, just said the more I watch film, the more I move down Travis Etienne. That's not so much a knock on Travis Etienne so much as there's guys coming out that I just really, really like. And we do have some concerns about Travis Etienne, and a lot of people would put Travis Etienne in their running back one show. And this isn't, for the record, this isn't tears. This is just the first show about running back. That's how we're doing it. When Nate and I made the schedule, Nate did a great job of mixing everything up to keep everyone interested. So we'll talk about Travis Etienne later. Um, but I do like Kylan Hill. I think he can do it. I do also think draft capital is going to be extremely important for him. Um, but Maddie, what are your thoughts on it? I haven't really talked to you about Kylan yet. Yeah, uh, I'm a little bit mad on Kylan Hill. He's a prototypical size, more than just a one-cut runner. The guy can do some jukes, man. He's a good receiver and not just out of the backfield. He runs several routes in his film that are just uh, like they're they're popping. Like, you know, this guy is a receiving back. And he's not afraid of contact, but that could change, you know, once he hits into the NFL because guys are bigger. Uh, I saw him take hits. No one could pop this man's helmet off. That was that was pretty impressive. Like he was he's strong. Uh, in a way, he reminds me of Kareem Hunt. Um, I like him a lot. If he gets good draft capital, you know, I would love him to Houston. 
Uh, but, you know, Kylan Hill, I wish he would have come out last year. That's that's my one comment I have to make on him. So what I will say is I think he's a little bit slower than Kareem Hunt, but some of his play style is similar. That's a, that's a good comp. Mm-hmm. Do you think coming – I mean, you know, now we're seeing that this this running back class, the top tier, there's the top tier, and then there's a drastic falloff. So you, you think it would have helped him coming out last year? I think it actually helped him coming back. I did think he was going to declare last year as well. I think it would have helped him to go out last year because, you know, you got to follow the money and there's, there's more money when you, when you play earlier. So he would have been a younger age teams. I think he still would have had good draft capital. I think he's going to have similar draft capital to what he would have had last year in this year's draft. What do you, what do you think? What round? Fourth, yeah. fourth round. Fourth. Okay. I was about to ask, I was thinking uh fifth round in my eyes. Um, I think fifth is pretty good. I think if he came out last year, um, he would have a grade pretty similar. He would be like in between Anthony McFarland and Michael um, Warren yeah. for me. And Anthony McFarland, I believe, was a fourth round pick, but Michael Warren was undrafted. So which, as which we criminal, by the way, yeah, it, it was. The but I mean, I had JJ Taylor as my RB ten. He went undrafted, and he's stuck in New England. He looks like he's probably gonna have a good role this year. And I think that just goes to prove. I mean not just off my rankings, but I think, I mean, a lot of people like Michael Warren. I think once you get past the top tier in any draft class of running backs, it becomes a total crapshoot of whatever the teams want themselves, whatever they're looking to fill. Because with running backs these days, we have a lot of specialization, you know, teams no longer, most teams don't have a workhorse running back, a bell cow running back that takes 90% of the snaps, you know, even James Robinson, as well as he did, he's not going to get you know ninety six percent of the snaps next year. It's just not going to happen. So you know, once you get past the day two and you're into day three, teams are just taking guys they think can fulfill a role, and then it's up to them to you know if a guy gets drafted in the fifth round, he's going to fill a role, but he's you know it's going to be up to him to compete and get more than that. And guys do that. We've seen that. But I think once you get past day two, it's a crapshoot with running backs. It doesn't matter how good they are. It just depends on what teams want and if they're drafted in the fourth, fifth, seventh, or undrafted. I mean, it, you're always going to find those gems, too. You just got to do your research, watch your film. I think he's going to have similar draft capital to another guy that I liked last year, like Michael Pirine. It's going to be a fourth-round draft pick, I feel. Um, also, on a recent mock draft we did, which will be posted shortly, I was asked a question. Who would I like better, Kylan Hill or Michael Pirine? I'm going to follow the draft capital, and I'm going to follow what I who I think would have a better role because I like them both. But at the same point in time, you either adapt or die, and you can't get take lock because if you do, you, you're just going to be picking at the 1-6 forever, and that's not what you need. Uh, in the comments here, Jorge Edwards checking in, saying, what's good, Rewind Crew? Pork, we're going to get to you in just a second. Uh, Jorge does a, a fantastic podcast, Fantasy and Frames. Nate and I were on it last week. We talked about scouting some players, so go check that episode. Awesome episode, by the way. Please Thank you. And uh, check out all their episodes. They do a great job. They're dipping into Dynasty coverage, and they're diving in head first. Um so they had another guest before us on that episode, but you don't need to listen to him. Just listen to Nate and I. Uh, Real Deal Fantasy, checking in, giving Pork some love here, and everybody loves Pork. Now, Pork, let's get to you. You going to give some uh, love to my man, Kylan, or what? Um, I'm going to give some love, but I'm not giving you, like, the RB3 <laughs> of the class love. Like, Okay. Oh. Real, real quick, I've only scouted five running backs so far. 
Okay. <laughs> you have oh, him over yeah. Travis Etienne, man. You have stretched your neck out. I'm not a Travis Etienne fan. I, he, yeah. I he, don't he's been last year, though, Nate. I think Travis Etienne, just quick side note. It's a little bit of prospect um, fatigue. And also, mm-hmm. he didn't look good this year. And a lot of his flaws were um, opened up. I think in the same way Chuba Hubbard was. Not as bad as Chuba, but I think I th- I think Travis Etienne really should have gone out last year. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. You know, it's one of those things where a lot of the a lot of his flaws are going to be really detrimental to his fantasy production in the NFL. And at the name of the game, that's what this is all about. Fantasy production. You know, mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. some guys might be better scheme-wise for an NFL team, might help an NFL team win. I don't care about that. I care about my fantasy team winning, but Pork, I've I've uh, stretched this out long enough. Let's go to you. No, no, you good. I'm actually um happy that Maddie said the player comp of Kareem Hunt because that's exactly what I kind of saw at some points of his game, uh, due to just his strength and he doesn't have like the top end speed like Kareem Hunt had when he came out, but um his vision is amazing in my eyes. There's a couple um plays where his offensive line just doodled on him. And he had to do a little step back and make some space for himself. But um, and his hands did his hands did look natural to me, Nate. I know we, you know, we kind of see things in a different aspect, but there was some uh design play calls just going to him, and it just looked natural um when he went in the end zone and caught a couple passes. And surprisingly, at his frame too, when he's in the uh, red zone, he looks small, but he plays big, and I like that a lot. So I think the coaches will see that when you get into the league and you know, you can trust when you can trust a guy in the red zone to get in the end zone. That's a, that's a big thing for me. Um, and also Jorge was talking about his pass blocking. I like that too. He seemed to commit all, all the way. And one more thing, uh, the way Mike always talks about, I learned from him last year, if your feet is moving, you're going to keep on moving. And there's a lot of times when the guys are trying to give him like little shoulder tackles, and he just uh, he keeps going and he'll get five, six more yards or he might. I think it was a couple plays where he just kept on going and ran, ran to the end zone. Yeah. Also, Pork, you know, we're talking about things we learned from each other. I need to watch some film of you because you need to talk to me about tight hips, man. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Tight. Like we talking about like with receivers. Yeah. We need to know tight hips. Well, is it's like tight. Well, you, it's not like you're not loose with your with your uh, route run. You know how we talk about Kadarius Tony when he yeah. did that little spin move choice route. That was Seth so Williams good. did none of that. Seth Williams, sucks. Like his, <laughs> he has like titanium hips. I I've, I just came to a conclusion. Of that. As a matter of fact, I think Seth Williams sucks so much. I'm gonna have Maddie say it to his face. How much we think? Because <laughs> Maddie's taller than I am, so you know he. Yeah, he you can, can do that, Maddie. You've been yeah. you've been nominated to. Uh, yeah, you like I, I stood next to Gary Harris, and I was taller than him. Yeah, you're like six five, right? <laughs> Gary yeah. Harris can ball though. Yeah, so not only is Maddie the graphics guy for our team, he's the muscle too. So yes, he is <laughs> the young that, muscle. That, we can't that, we can't do it anymore. It's funny because he doesn't look six five when he's on camera. No, he doesn't. Nope. No, not exactly. So, I mean, just looks like a, a dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you got a big chest. I don't I'll tell know. you that. Big chest, big takes. Maddie, yes. big chest. Thank you, thank you. Also, check out uh, Dynasty by Design. Fantastic stuff, Maddie. Putting in the work. Um, quick hitters around what thirty minutes, Maddie? 
something like that. Yep. Yeah. Keeping them, keeping them short, short and sweet, and uh, packed with knowledge. Time your your commute to work perfectly. Dynasty by design. Thirty minutes in and out. That's all you need. Let's get to our last prospect of the evening. We have Jarrett Patterson from the University of Buffalo, standing in at five foot nine, one hundred ninety-five pounds. So in three seasons, he played in thirty-two games, six hundred thirty-six rushing attempts for three thousand eight hundred eighty-four yards. He averaged six point one yards per carry and fifty-two touchdowns. However, he only caught twenty passes for two hundred seventy-one yards, thirteen point six yards per reception average, and one touchdown. Not a single reception last season so maddie i want to start with you on jared patterson i want to tell you or i want to see what you think you know as a buffalonian since the uh, khalil mack ohio state game where i saw khalil mack blow up and i liked watching buffalo football since then i've been watching this kid for a couple of years now he's nearly impossible to get down on first contact he has a knack for staying on his feet he's got great balance with obvious breakaway speed in the mac but you know he's somewhat diminutive frame can scare off teams um because he is 5'9 what 195 so he's a little smaller you know i expect him to go around the range of around five to six just based on the running back trends the last few years but you know all it takes is one team to fall in love with him you know look at devin singletary he went pretty high for a guy that was uh, drafted for someone who I thought would have went a lot later. You know, the Mac play obviously isn't top tier. He had 409 yards and 36 carries with eight touchdowns in one game against Kent State. That's just eye-popping numbers to me. Like, you know, Kalen Balaj had eight touchdowns in one game, so it doesn't really mean anything. So it just shows that he is uber productive. He has a dominator rating over 40%, which is something you want from your running back uh, prospects. So he's got everything that checks the boxes, but, you know, his film, you put it on, and it's, it's, it's good, but it's not great, if that makes sense. I do want to say that earlier this year, I believe that we said that Kalen Balaj was a bell cow. <laughs> By necessity. By necessity. By necessity. Nate, do you want to talk about uh, Jared Patterson? Yeah, I'll talk about Jared Patterson. Um, he grades out. I, I I hate to give my numbers because they're just like random numbers if someone doesn't know my grading scale. So I like to give comparisons. That's what I'm going to start trying to do with these guys. You know, How do they grade out my process compared to 2020? Jared Patterson grades out pretty similarly to Zach Moss. For me, um, a player who wasn't he um, the running back one based on PFF or something like that for missed tackles, I believe it was. Um, mm-hmm. Some people took that and just took it as some deep. people wink, wink, took that. They they really blasted off with it, really blasted off. Yes, like Team Rocket. Um, so Jared Patterson, I, I think I think I agree with Maddie. You know, he's good but not great. Um, I think he's very landing spot dependent. I think, you know, if he ends up with a team like San Francisco in the fourth round, this guy is going to break out. But if he goes just, I think anywhere else in the fourth, fifth round, you know, it's going to be a struggle for him to get significant carries, significant touches. Um, The passing game, it's not really there on tape. I'm not saying he can't do it, but it's not there on tape really too much. So that has me worried a little bit about what he's able to do. I think he has decent, but not great athleticism, you know, and playing in the Mac, you know, you don't have to be the greatest athlete in the world to dominate. And, you know, I hate to use his competition against him and could, because he did dominate, but he doesn't 
look you know, far and beyond every other player out there. He produced really well. He was given a lot of volume, and I think you got to take that into account. You know, he has gaudy numbers, but he also has a lot of volume, and Buffalo is one of the better MAC teams out there. He has 7.2 yards per carry, which is impressive. Though, yeah, for that's an guy. impressive number. Um, I think the Buffalo offensive line does really well because you look at the other running backs for Buffalo, and they put up similar numbers. And, you know, I don't want to say that totally discredits Jarrett Patterson, but at the same time, you have to take those other numbers in. I can't remember what the other guy was, but Jarrett Patterson missed like the last two games of the season. And his backup came in and put, you know, seven, eight yards per carry as well. Now, he might be a beast as well. I'm not sure. But when I see that, you know, you start to think the same thing with Alabama running backs. You're like, are these guys a product of the college or are they a product of, you know, what their talent is themselves? And it's usually a mixture, you know, somewhere in the middle. So I take that into account with Jarrett Patterson. I think the best thing he does, um, his, he has great vision. I think he has really good vision for where he plays. And I think he has great contact balance. He's not the most athletic guy who's going to make people miss uh, in open space all the time. He has decent lateral ability. But once people get arm tackles on him, he is able to spin out of them, run through them. I was overall impressed with Jarrett Patterson. But for what you see on the stat sheet, it's not he's not a top running back in this class. Um, I have him right now at running back 11. So my concern is with his draft capital, that's where you're going to get in that area is where a lot of teams get their backup slash receiving third down back. And he doesn't really do that. You know, and by the way, you're talking about level of competition. Curtis Painter played in the Mac. I will have you know. Ooh. So did AJ Olette. And AJ Olette put up godly numbers. So did Ohio. Deontay Johnson. Antonio Brown. Um, I do have, you know, I like quick burst. He's patient while holes develop. You know, decent. He's an okay pass pro guy. Um, he does break that first tackle. He breaks the tackles that he should break, but he's better at evading than breaking tackles. Um, you know, he's a workhorse in the Mac. I don't think he's that in the NFL. We talked about that and he's pretty much borderline useless on the goal line. So one thing that is going to excite me about this guy is hold on, Nate is I want to watch his ADP go all over the place. Because people are going to draft him way too high. And the reason I say that he's useless on the goal line is a lot of times I saw him trying to go in there just getting stuffed over and over and over again. So unless I'm watching different film than you guys, because Maddie and Nate are shaking their heads. But, Maddie, you were shaking your head more vigorously. So let's go to you I, first. I, I think he's okay on the goal line. I think his vision is nice, and he has a nice sidestep. If he can put that together with some patience, then he would be a lot better. If he can just watch some DeAndre Swift tape, of DeAndre Swift on the goal line, he would do a lot better, man, because DeAndre Swift on the goal line can sw- shift through that line and just score touchdowns. So if he could do that, I mean, like he put up touchdowns at Buffalo, so he's going to score touchdowns, and he's a pure runner. So Nate put it perfectly. If he can land in San Francisco and be a pure runner like a Raheem Mostert, mm-hmm. he would do perfectly. Yeah, he's not going to have the uh, same speed as Raheem Mostert. Um, one of the notes I have on him that Maddie just talked about is he has an, a really good sidestep. He does. Um, but I think his athletic ability is kind of limited. He has a great burst. I think he has a really good burst, short area burst, but it's hard for him to sustain that burst. Um, he does finish runs in the Mac. I'm not sure if he would be finishing runs in the SEC or Big Ten. Um, he has good long speed, but not great. So 
I think the short the short area burst is really good with him. He has some decent lateral ability, but I don't think his athletic profile is something that's going to blow away teams at the NFL level. All right. And last but certainly not, not least, Pork, what are your thoughts? I went into Jared Patterson tape looking to be kind of blown away a little bit because I'm just looking at the bottom line on TV and I see that, that game. He ran for 400 and some yards and eight touchdowns. And for me, I think he's just like a basic type of runner that, you know, every every team is going to need somebody like a little bit of a bruiser. Um, I think my in my opinion, he's going to fit more of a zone blocking scheme than just a regular uh, run blocking scheme because he has a great uh, one step and one cut uh, type of runner. Like Nate was saying, he's as a quick burst guy and he can break those little arm tackles. But the athleticism really isn't there. So. I just think he's going to profile as like a, you know, a backup goal line type guy. Um, somebody gets hurt. He can, you can throw him in a lineup and uh, he can get you maybe a touchdown, like 50 yards, something like that. But he's not going to, I don't see him being an everyday workhorse type of guy in this league. Portman, so, here's a great, yep, go ahead. here's a great complimentary landing spot to one of your favorite prospects, AJ Dillon and Jarrett Patterson together. In his own blocking scheme, who's that catching passes? Your favorite combo? Yeah, nobody's catching AJ the freaking ball. Ah, oh. <laughs> the receiver, ah. the, the receiver no. of the two. Come on, Jeremy Anderson had zero catches this I year. Think I you just think just heard he's throw up from Arizona when you're talking about AJ Dillon catching who's... passes. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, saying, no running backs zero. to catch passes, no wide receivers except for Devontae Adams. God, send him to San Francisco already. Devontae Adams, 200. Yeah, so let's see. San Francisco is a great spot um, for him. But, yeah. I actually could see – I could see Jarrett Patterson being a similar fantasy player to Jeff Wilson okay. um, if he, if he ends up in San Francisco. I think it's a little bit of me wanting Jarrett Patterson to go to San Francisco, but I could see him being a similar player to Jeff Wilson um, in the fact that, you know, he's not going to break off those huge runs all the time, but he would get touchdowns. He would be a consistent producer given volume. um, And especially in a scheme like that. And I think Jarrett Patterson seems like a prototypical Seattle Seahawks type of draft pick, like something they will take as a project and you know, teach him how to teach him how to run the right way, and you know, make it work. So if he's he getting drafted by the looks- Seahawks, he's getting drafted like second round because those the Seahawks reach for every pick. <laughs> well, yeah, who's going to? But then who's at the end, they get all the good value picks. Because apparently, Russ is not happy now. He's fine. I'm just saying that's what I saw. Yeah. Be fine. No, no, he he did say that, but you know, he goes home Sierra every night. He's good. Yeah, I don't know who Sierra is, but okay. So, um, what? Oh yeah, she's the money maker. It's like uh, it's like the Sprite, but made by a different company. So, missed. Yes, Sierra missed. That's it. Sierra missed. Um, so hey, that's gonna wrap up rookie running backs episode one. There it is. Um, so just before we head out, want to thank everybody for listening and watching. Uh, also want to remind everyone, if you want some of the best swag on the planet, head over to VeridianGlobal.com. Search the Fantasy Football Collective. You can get a Hockamania shirt. You get a True North Fantasy Football shirt. And, of course, you can get Dynasty Rewind gear. We got shirts, hoodies. Uh, we have a crew neck sweatshirt. And we have beanies or toques, as they are called in Canada. 
you get all that good stuff. So thank you to everyone who has purchased so far. Also, I want to say, if you want exclusive content like a defensive line podcast brought to you by Bob Van Duzer and the rest of us, uh, you got to head on over to patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. Eight bucks a month gets you everything. A group chat led by our very own Maddie Big Chest. Uh, we got our written content is there for the $8 tier. You get bonus podcasts. Um, you're going to get at least two bonus podcasts a month. At least. That's minimum. Um, there's going to be time. We're already talking more. We got one coming next week. We're going to be talking about a trio of wide receivers, but you don't get to know that unless you sign up for the dynasty rewind Patreon. We might hint at it. Um, and more importantly, um, if you don't have any plans on Friday night around nine 30, we are paying up all of our bets. We're doing the shot show, what we have teased for so long. So we are going to get, Probably a little sloppy. Uh, Pork, how many shots do you owe? I don't want to talk about it. All right, Nate, how many do you owe? <laughs> it's 13. I, got I 13. cannot believe that freaking Dallas Goddard outscored Zach Ertz. <laughs> <laughs> ah! uh, I owe ridiculous. That's, that's all that was. I deserve I it. Maddie, I don't think you owe any, right? You weren't making bets with us then. Nope, Maddie's a big old no, dude. So I'm too young um, to make bets. <laughs> Also, that is going to be the first uh, live stream. It's not a technical podcast. It's going to be hosted by Sean. I'm just going to sit back and chill, do my shots, and Sean's going to walk us through everything. Um, so it's going to be a great time Friday night, and that is going to be February something. I don't know what that date is. 20... I thought it was February 26th. Right? It is the 26th. I didn't know the date off the top of my head, Pork. Is that Saturday? No, that's Friday. Yeah. I just said when it was. Oh, yeah. I'm drunk. All right. All right. So, uh, Maddie, why don't you lead us out? Where can we find you on Twitter? At Maddie Big Chest, at Dynasty X Design as well. All right. Maddie Big Chest, pumping out lots of great work. His graphics, they're, they're just fantastic. You know what? DM him. Get some graphics made. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. He's going to set you up. Nate, where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me at Nate NFL. You can also find me writing articles every week for Dynasty Owner with prospects and doing videos for them. Um, yeah, it's also just want to tell you, Puka Williams, watch out for that guy. We're going to be talking about him, right? We got him on the list, do we not? We do. And I was not expecting it, but I was so excited after watching this film. All right. And where's, can I just, I don't know, hopefully it's not going to spoil anything. Where is he ranked for you right now? Six. Six. So, and I will say he's over Kenneth Gainwell for me. And I would call him a much cheaper Kenneth Gainwell in your rookie drafts, but he's actually ranked higher for me. All right. Sometimes it is all about that value. Pork, where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me at FFPorkman on Twitter. And you can also find me, uh, look me up on the Sports Me app. Just talking sports with uh just other people. That's all. And you can find me at Porkman there as well. All right. Porkman doing all sorts of great things, being an amazing guy. Uh, you could find me on Twitter, mostly trolling people at the Mbauer 85. I would prefer that you follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. Hit up the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Our YouTube channel. We got mock drafts dropping every week. It's going to alternate. I'm sorry. What's that? I said, hopefully. Hopefully, if, if it ever gets <laughs> to my email. Um, Maddie and Bob did a fantastic. That was a full 32 team you guys did, right? For the first round. Yeah. yeah. 
So Maddie and Bob, fantastic job. So head on over to our YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, watch the videos, lots of good stuff. Um, please don't leave creepy comments because then I have to go through and uh, delete them all. So it's a pain in the ass. I don't have time to do that. So <laughs> until next week, everybody, be kind. Please rewind. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. See you Friday for the SHOT Show. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, be kind. Please rewind.